With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And now, here if you don't like that hope you have had a good week got a lot to talk about today uh, a very important topic something that i think uh, cannot be ignored and i'm going to get into it during today's podcast but i first want to tell you that today's show is brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento for your plumbing needs and repairs make sure you get a hold of new works plumbing they have got a fix for you they're available around the clock 24 7 for all of your plumbing needs just go online newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x-plumbing.com and again remember they're available around the clock for all of your plumbing needs and repairs new works plumbing n-e-w wrxplumbing.com there was a story written about me by michelle malkin over the weekend a couple of days ago and the name or the title of the story was grant napier's life matters and michelle reached out to me and did an extensive interview and i was grateful that i was quoted accurately uh, in the story uh michelle is uh, guess over 2 million followers on social media. The actual publication of the article was October 26th, so it wasn't over the weekend. It was uh, just a couple of days ago. It was on Tuesday where the story uh, came out, and there was a part of the story that really bothered me because I thought for the most part uh, I was very happy with the story. I thought she accurately... uh, wrote about cancel culture and about what happened to me. Uh, Again, I was quoted accurately in the story, and I was very grateful uh, to get the coverage. But there was one paragraph that I was not happy with and really bothered me, and I'm going to read that now in her story, again dated October 26th. In case you had forgotten... Hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. Coast-to-coast riots caused nearly $2 billion in damages and cost scores of lives all under the guise of social justice and peaceful protest, of course. Again, I want to read the first sentence in that paragraph. 
In case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. It wasn't a Minneapolis police-involved death. It was murder by a Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin. That is number one. Number two, a person's criminal record and drug addiction does not mean a death warrant, okay? Career criminals and drug addicts should not be murdered. Their lives should not be taken at the hands of a police officer. It has nothing to do with it. Being a career criminal and drug addict, unless George Floyd was a imminent threat to the life of Derek Chauvin and the other police officers, that type of force is not justified. We all saw the video. We understand what we saw. George Floyd was not a threat to any of those police officers. Thus, the conviction of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. So this story came out when I was in transit from California to Miami. And I actually saw the story when I was in a layover in Houston. And I read the story, and then I read it again, and then I started to get a real bad feeling in my stomach because I don't understand how Michelle or anyone else thinks that the criminal record and the fact that George Floyd was a drug addict factored into him being murdered by Derek Chauvin. One has nothing to do with the other. Again, unless George Floyd, a career criminal, was a imminent threat and was a danger to the police officer, then deadly force is not acceptable. And in this case, this was more than just deadly force. This was a hideous, awful, despicable act by a police officer, and on this case, a black man named George Floyd. So I'm grateful for the story. I believe that Michelle hit on a lot of important points. I believe that if we could take that one paragraph out of the article, this would be a great article. But we can't take that one paragraph out of the story. Again, I'm going to read it one more time, and then I'm going to move on. In case you had forgotten, hordes of lunatics across America lost their minds over the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd. Again, Minneapolis police-involved death. Really? I mean, it's murder. He was convicted of murder. We saw it. It was murder. That bothered me. It bothered me greatly. And I reached out to people closest to me. I sent the story from Houston to my brother. Give you a little background on my brother. He is very, very liberal. Uh, We don't always agree politically, but I've always respected what he has to say because he is very well read. He does a lot of research. He does a lot of education. And so for that, it's always interesting to have dialogue with him. And so I sent him the article, and I want to read to you what he wrote back to me via text as I was traveling from California to Miami. Interesting article 
good for you. Her take on George Floyd's death is certainly dismissive of the brutal reality of the murderous act. But her premise about religious rights are important, as are your thoughts about cancel culture. Continued good luck. I responded, I agree. I did not like her portrayal of Floyd. Yes, he had a criminal record, but that doesn't mean he deserved to die. I am going to talk about this on my podcast. It was wrong for her to write that. A personal's criminal record doesn't justify being murdered. Just ridiculous. My brother wrote back, I think her point was that since he was a, in quotation marks, a lowlife, no one should be that upset about his death. Obviously doesn't get the idea of inherent worth. Unfortunately, too many people believe that line of reasoning helps them justify this terrible act so they don't need to be upset and ask the tough questions about abuses in policing and especially towards minorities than in parentheses or others. Good luck in addressing it. Glad you are going to address it. Those were the comments between me and my brother. Background again on my brother because I think it's important. Double major at a prestigious small college in New York. Math and economics, 4.0. Unbelievably bright. Could have worked anywhere. And instead, wanted to become a teacher and taught math at Freeport High School on Long Island. 90% of the students are Hispanic or black. That's what my brother is all about. That's how we were raised. Okay? And when my brother talks about this sentence obviously doesn't get the idea of inherent worth it's the number one principle of our church the unitarian universalist okay the inherent worth and dignity of every person that's the first principle the seven principles that we are guided by as a unitarian universalist that's why he said obviously doesn't get the idea of inherent worth So I wanted to share that with you because the one thing I've tried to do on this podcast is get the message out that when you see racism or you see an act of hate, you do not turn your head. When you read racist comments, when you hear racist comments or comments that are basically the same as hate, you speak up and you don't remain silent. Again, I go back to Mitch Album of the Detroit Free Press press last summer after Deshaun Jackson's anti-Semitic comments. Okay? You cannot be selective with your noise. Not against hate. And so I'm not going to be selective with my noise. This was an article written on me. And again, I thought it was a great article but I thought it was completely stained by the paragraph about George Floyd being a career criminal and drug addict. That has nothing to do with what we witnessed in Minneapolis. And so I didn't want to duck that. Uh, I wanted to be transparent, as I've always been, that I will continue to be. And I want to, again, put the message out there that when you see read or hear something that is wrong, 
you speak up and you address it. Do not ignore it. Then I talked about my friend V. I did a podcast on her. I believe it was episode 42, but you can go back and look. I talked about meeting her, the friendship we've developed, uh, the number of friends that I've met through her. Uh, She is African-American, and we have had many phenomenal in-depth conversations. And I also sent her Michelle's story, and she was unbelievably bothered by it. She was unbelievably bothered by that paragraph. And we had great dialogue. I will not share the entire dialogue, but the first thing she said was, I totally hate that your name is anywhere near this comment. And I said, yes, I agree. I am going to address this on my podcast. She said, career criminal and drug addict, that is not good. It fueled me bad. And then she said, I am not one to let these things bother me. She had no right to say that and then tie you into that. And we went back and forth and we had a great conversation, albeit via text message. And I said, she said, it really bothers me that she tied your name into that. And I said, well, my brother, I thought, said it best. And she says, we are moving forward. I said, my brother and I are on the same page about equality and race. She said, we don't need any negative connotations or ill feelings to take us back there. And I said, no, we do not, with four exclamation points. So, and I, and then I wrote, I said, hey, you have to understand when I go through this, I can't control what people write or say. I can only comment to what people write or say. She goes, no, but to save yourself, you should respond in writing to justify your beliefs and morals. I said, I totally agree. I'm actually talking about it on Listen App tomorrow, and I'm going to be talking about it on my podcast Friday. I said, I'm going to talk about how wrong that was to characterize George Floyd like that. She said, okay, with the okay symbol. And then I went in and talked about the same things I discussed with my brother. Again, if you see injustice, if you see hate, if you see racism, and you don't speak up, then you are part of the problem. Plain and simple, you are part of the problem. So I'll wrap this up by saying I'm grateful that she reached out to me and wrote a story on me, but I'm really, really, really bothered by how she portrayed George Floyd and the Minneapolis police-involved death. No, it was murder. It was flat-out murder. I also want to address a review that I received on Apple Podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast is a great way to leave a comment about my podcast and rate the podcast. And something caught my eye dated on October 12th, and I want to read this because I think it's very important. And Ulysses wrote this, and I want to read this. So first of all, thank you very much for the review. 
The title of his review was Racism. Grant, first off, I listened to your show for the last 10 years, and I found it to be informative for the sports fan and Sacramento Kings fans. The issue today is that there is different forms of racism, and to completely ignore the ones that systems is used is still to form of system-wide racism. He had a couple of typos in there, so I read it verbatim. I do not believe you, Grant. I already said, I do not believe you in parentheses, Grant. I do not believe you look at the color of someone's skin and make judgments on them. What I do see is the benefit of doubt that you give to certain people. The fact that minorities for years have to work twice as hard to be given the same breaks as a white male counterpart is system racism. The rules are not equal because if it was, it would be equal amount of team owners, GMs, and coaches across the board in every field. The ratio of minority players is what the ratio of owners, GM, and coaches should be equal to. The fact that some minorities don't have the drive to work twice as hard as counterparts is the reason so many give in to the system the way it was designed. The American systems are designed for white males to succeed first and everyone else to become second. The statement of all lives matter is used to deny that facts about Black Lives Matter movement doesn't need to exist. But in reality, until there are equal playing fields, system racism will continue to exist. Thank you for reading my review. Well, I do not agree with everything that you wrote, and I'm going to address this. First of all, I'm grateful that you took the time to write this, okay? First of all, I do not agree that there should be an equal amount of team owners, GMs, and coaches across the board in every field. I don't agree in that at all. That's like saying in Major League Baseball, there are a great number of Latin players and Asian players. Should there now be the same amount of Latin managers and Asian managers and owners and GMs? I I don't agree with that. I don't think there needs to be, you know, uh, tit-for-tot, 50-50 across the board. I do agree with you that I believe that particularly in the National Football League, there should be more general managers of color and coaches. I definitely agree with you there. I do agree with you 100%. But I do not agree with you that the ratio of minority players is what the ratio of owners, GM, and coaches should be equal to. I do not agree with that. You know, as far as you're saying the American system is designed for white males to succeed first and everyone else to become second. You know, I think that's a pretty blanket statement, and I don't know if I just agree with that. I would agree in certain fields. uh, I believe that is very true. I mean, I think when you turn on your sports networks now, um, you see actually more people of color than you see white people. Uh, That's what I've noticed when I flip around the dial. So, you know, maybe things are starting to change. Um, I can't walk in your shoes or a person of color's shoes, so I can't really comment on that. Um, you, you say I, you, you said what I do see is the benefit of doubt that you give to certain people. I always try to be fair, Ulysses, without 
judging a person by their ethnicity or their sexuality. Um, I've always tried to make judgments based on the case, not based on anything else. So you say I give the benefit of doubt to certain people. Um, I, I think track record is very important when talking about benefit of doubt. I believe that a person's body of work should be completely examined before throwing someone under the bus or making concrete observations. I believe that a person's resume, I believe a person's past does factor into whether I give someone the benefit of the doubt. But I don't give the benefit of the doubt to someone based on their ethnicity, their religion, or their sexuality. I've always tried very hard and to be very fair. And if it doesn't seem like that, well, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what I do. I've never, ever, and I really mean this, I've never called out an individual because of the color of their skin. I, I just, that that's not me. I've never been like that. I mean, I don't know how many times I can say this. You know, the, the environment that I grew up in, that was not acceptable. That was not taught. That was completely opposite of how, and I've talked about my brother, how we were raised. That's not, that's not how we think. That's not, that, that's not in our thought process. And so I've tried very hard to be fair, and I'm opinionated, and everyone that listens to my show knows I'm opinionated, and I've tried to be very fair regardless of someone's skin and you know everything else that I just discussed. So I, I don't agree with you there. I know that that's your opinion. And first of all, I really appreciate you writing this because these are some uh, important issues. Again, I have not... I can't speak for the system-wide racism, as you point out. Now, I have talked to many black people here in Miami that are my friends, and we literally will sit around for hours and have these type of conversations. And I've listened to their stories, and I've listened to their dealings with police on routine traffic stops and things of that nature. And I've never had to go through anything that they went through and their stories. And this isn't just one or two stories. These are all of my black friends here in Miami when I listen and I hear their stories. I'm 62. Not once have I ever dealt with anything that they dealt with. So when I hear these stories over and over from people particularly now that are in my inner circle, I listen and I'm like, okay, we got a real problem here. We have a real problem, and you cannot just turn your head to the real problems that minorities in this country still deal with in 2021. And again, that's why I was so bothered by Michelle Malkin's characterization of writing the Minneapolis police-involved death of career criminal and drug addict George Floyd, as if that justified Derek Chauvin murdering George Floyd. I mean, that's just wrong. It's absurd. It is a terrible way to think. I don't understand why people in this country still think that way, but unfortunately they do. So I'm going to wrap this up, Ulysses, and just say thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. I don't agree with everything you wrote, though, but feel free to write back, all right? And as far as the statement of All Lives Matter to deny the facts about the Black Lives Matter movement, I I wholeheartedly, 100% disagree with that. And I'll speak for myself. All Lives Matter, every single one, had nothing to do 
with the Black Lives Matter movement, okay? It's not, I didn't even think of it that way. I just believe that every life matters. Again, the first principle of how I was raised at my church, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. It doesn't say the inherent worth and dignity of every white person. It says the inherent worth and dignity of every person, okay? Which basically is all lives matter, every single one. So you may think that all lives matter is used to deny the facts about the Black Lives Matter movement. I completely 100% disagree with that, okay? That never entered my mind. Never. Never. And I do not believe that all lives matter, every single one, is counter to any other group, religion, sexuality. Or I don't. I think the six words speak for themselves. All lives matter, every single one. Now, I put three exclamation points, but why don't we just put period? I don't need to go on anymore. All lives matter every single one. Don't try to turn it around. Don't try to say it's counter to this or counter to that. It's not, okay? I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I'm speaking for myself. It didn't even enter my mind, okay? Like that was never in my thought process. So you can say that, but unfortunately, you're wrong. Now, you may be right about another individual saying all lives matter, but not for me. Not for me. Really appreciate the subject matter on today's podcast. And if you listen to my podcast, uh, particularly via Apple Podcasts, I'd be grateful. I would be grateful if you wrote a review and rated the podcast, just like Ulysses. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Rob asks, have you seen free throws are at an all-time low since changing the rules. I haven't yet, but I'm not really paying attention considering we're not even a week in or we're just a week into the season. I need this. Let's get let's get a quarter of the way into the season. But, yeah, may, maybe you're right. But, again, let's wait. Zach asks, can the Braves win the World Series without Charlie Morton? And you can believe or can you believe he threw 16 pitches on a broken leg? It's absolutely unbelievable. Hey, the series is tied at one apiece. Yeah, of course they can win the World Series without Charlie Morton. You know, it's it's now a best of five. And let's hope that it goes the distance. Uh, Julian wants to know, isn't it weird LeBron James played against one of his son's former high school teammates? I didn't even see that, but yeah, he's been around a long time. That is a little weird. Greg asked the important question. I'm not hearing anyone ask about Gruden is what is Frank Caliendo going to do now? Who does a great John Gruden impersonation? I think Frank does enough impersonations. Uh, I think he will be just fine. Mike asks, have you seen what the Tampa Bay Bucks fan was rewarded for giving back Brady's 600th TD ball? I didn't really pay much attention to it. I know that Brady and the, the franchise did him right, but I, I didn't really look at the particulars. Alex asks, is the Cardinals season over now that J.J. Watt is out? No, of course not. Injuries happen all the time. Yes, it's a big loss, but is their season over? Come on, Alex. That's crazy. Sam asks, what's the biggest blunder? Justin Fields' two interceptions discussed on last episode or Bradley Beal missing two open layups? I didn't know that Bradley Beal missed two open layups. 
So the fact that Bradley Beal missed two open layups, I'd say that's a bigger blunder. I mean, it's the NBA. Bradley Beal, one of the best offensive players in the league. I wasn't aware of that, but I'll just say Bradley Beal. David asked, do you think Nikola Jokic will make a full recovery before too much of the season goes by? Yeah, he doesn't have any structural damage, so why wouldn't he? Absolutely. Ian wants to know, does the Seattle crack and slow start show the talent of the Golden Knights front office? Well, Ian, let me be very transparent here. The person that put together the Golden Knights roster is one of my very best friends on the planet, George McPhee, my roommate at Bowling Green, and one of my real true lifelong friends. He put together the entire Washington Capitals team that won the Stanley Cup, and he put together the entire Golden Knights roster. George is an incredible hockey mind. He's an incredible executive. He's now the president of the hockey operations for the Vegas Golden Knights after uh, relinquishing uh, his GM duties to his assistant at the time and now overseeing the entire operation. So no, all right? I'm not surprised at what the Golden Knights have done because George McPhee is unbelievably gifted in the world of hockey. Former New York Ranger, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. Jackson wants to know, did you see an NFL referee died on his way home uh, from the Chiefs game last week? I did. Very sad. He was a a replay uh, official. I did see that. Very sad as well. And thank you very much for our CrowdUltra questions. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by Roy's Umbrella. Roy has talked a lot about the indicators confirming that this market right now is vulnerable to a big correction. And sitting on a lot of equity means nothing unless you sell or borrow it out and dump it into a savings account while you prepare to sell. Of course, asking folks that they want to sell will likely result in a resounding no because people want to stay put and ride things out. Well, Roy cringes when he hears that mortgage ads uh, basically insult your intelligence because, you know, we already know that rates are going to go back up. But why not mention that property values are likely to decrease because new home starts are down 7.7% and foreclosures are increasing. And rather than waiting until the big leaders and media outlets are willing to admit this issue is getting bigger, Roy recommends a 7- to 10-year variable and taking the cash out while beginning the process of getting the home ready to sell to strengthen your retirement goals. And with complete humility, folks, Roy came out of semi-retirement to help warn folks of what's coming because 2008 was terrible for millions of people. And it is absolutely Roy's pleasure to offer suggestions for yourself and your family. Go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com, or you can call 916-864-2150 and take it from there. That's 864-2150, or again, just go to roysumbrella.com for all of your home loan needs. All right, there is a story that came out this week. Uh, Mike Silver, who I've known for a long time and had a lot of respect for, came out on social media and said that he is leaving the NFL Network. The same day, moments later, he put out a story about Cal McNair, the chairman of the Houston Texans. All right? So he announces that he's leaving the NFL Network and he's going to work 
with Bally Sports. Then he comes out with the story on Cal McNair, who used an anti-Asian slur at a team golf event. He called the COVID-19 virus the China virus. What's interesting about this story was it happened at a charity golf tournament with over 100 people five months ago. Five months ago. So you have to ask yourself the question, why is Mike talking about it right now? Was he forbidden to talk about it on NFL Network? I mean, why not? Why not? If Mike knew about it, how come he didn't mention it on the NFL Network or NFL.com? It goes five months later where he talked about the China virus at a golf tournament, a charity event with over 100 people. And it's nowhere, no one knows about it. When I mean no one knows about it, nobody talked about it. There were media members there. Nobody put it out on media. And now Mike Silver, who, again, I have the great deal of respect for, leaves the NFL Network and NFL.com and moments later breaks this story for Bally Sports. I mean, we need to have more here. We need more information. Did Mike want to talk about this on NFL? Dot com and the NFL Network and wasn't allowed to. I did a rant on this yesterday about the NFL and the NFL front office and Roger Goodell not wanting to release the findings on the Washington football team. I don't trust the NFL. I don't trust Roger Goodell. I mean, am I supposed to now trust the NFL Network? Were they hiding something? Did they not want this story to come out? I mean, it's not like Mike Silver just came across this story minutes after he resigned from the NFL Network. Why wouldn't Mike talk about this on the NFL Network? This is Cal McNair, all right? He's the main guy with the Houston Texans, all right? He's the chairman of the football team using an anti-Asian slur, China virus. And now no, no one knows anything about it for five months until Mike Silver resigns from the NFL Network to go to work for Bally Sports. This does not seem right here. I want to hear more about this. How come we didn't hear about this on the NFL Network? We had to wait five months for Mike Silver to resign. We need more information here, please. More information. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Hey, I would love for you to comment again if you get an opportunity. If you listen particularly via Apple Podcast, rate the podcast, leave a comment. Maybe I'll read your comment right here on my podcast. Hey, have a fabulous weekend. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.